All right, welcome everyone to a special Friday afternoon edition Millennial Momentum Podcast. Your host, Tom Alemo, Tommy Tahoe, here in the chair with my brother, Ryan Warner. We got a special episode for you today. Before we get into that, um, appreciate anyone that's listening. This is a millennial personal development podcast. If you want to get to the next level of life, you want more money, better relationship, better health, whatever you want, you're on the path. I'm on the path. And the goal is for us to learn together to get there. So I'm bringing experts on. I'm bringing my friends on. We're learning to the maximum and uh, sharing everything with you. So thank you. If you find anything valuable here, please head to iTunes. Give it a like. Give it a subscribe. Give it a review. It takes two minutes. You can find more about me at Tommy Tahoe, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, MillennialMomentum.net. Now, for today's show, my man, Ryan Nicholas Warner. Let's do this thing. Woo-wee! Hot dog, man. Let's Hot go. dog. Let's go. Send out the bear call. Man. Python's here. <laughs> We're in Snowmass, Colorado right now. Yep. About 8,000 feet above sea level. Feels like I'm at sea level right yeah, now. Yeah, feel, feel below sea level. I, I want to go a little higher. <laughs> I, mean, I don't feel high enough. Well, you will. I will. So we got... Um, where are we at? Everyone right? that's, for everyone that's been, you know, following along on Instagram and Twitter, we got a lot going on there. But, but, um, you know, if you missed it, Ryan and I are running Spartan Ultra Race tomorrow morning. We're about uh, 13, 14 hours from kickoff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, kicking off at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. And um, it's 30 miles up the mountain, Ski Mountain, and Snowmass Village, Aspen, Colorado. 60 plus obstacles. Altitude going to get up to, I don't even know, 12,000 feet maybe, 11,000. Sounds right. And um, it's going to be a hell of a ride. I, I, I'm expecting it to be the most challenging thing I've ever done, and I'm excited for it. 30 miles, 65 obstacles. Yeah, man. Filthy. Where's your head at right now? Head is loose. We just had, so let me fill you on our day, folks. We checked in, got our gear, got our groceries, enough groceries for two weeks worth. Right? <laughs> You could feed so a, much food a small village off of this food here. And then we, after we checked in, we did our own thing for a little bit, a little meditation. Then we just got out of a hot tub session, had a little talk outside. We're just kind of soaking in the environment right now. And now, ripping a pod for you peeps. We love you. It's good to be back on the air. Good to be back, man. It's been a while since I've been a guest here. In terms of my head, right now the head is loose. Yeah. The head is relaxed, accepting. I'm getting a lot of energy off the mountains. Yeah. Aubrey Marcus style. Yeah. Feeling good. What about you? I'm at the point. Yeah, I'm at the point. I've been nervous for the last, like, once it got real the last few weeks, you know, um, I've been thinking about the race a lot and and been nervous. And um, now this afternoon, once we we went to the venue, we saw it. We saw the start line, which was, yeah, I got jacked up. There's music playing. And you see the start line. Wow. That's that's going to be us pretty soon. Right. Um, Now, after that, I feel a lot more at ease and I'm, I'm open for whatever the mountains have in front of us, you know, and I don't need, the, the thing about Spartan races is that they show, they don't show you the course until the day before. So the course map is live. We took a quick look at it. Don't want to see it. We don't even really want to see it because it, for me, at least it's going to get in your head and you just, it's not going to change anything. You got to go out there and you got to, if there's a wall, I don't care if it's seven feet. I don't care if it's 20 feet. You got to get over it. We ran into this dunce who came up to us <laughs> like, can you a two foot wall? And I'm like, <laughs> Like, I, I don't know. They're always 10 feet. I, I think there are. You got to jump pretty I hope high. There's 20. Yeah. It feels like it. But, folks, so this is our third summer of athletic adventure endeavors. The Masoji. And this is a new word Tom's been using all weekend. 
I and started using it last year, actually, believe it or not. I still don't fully understand what it means. The cleanse is so, what it means? All right, so it's... We're kind of we're we're kind of playing on the word a little bit. So misoji um, is a Japanese word for a day of cleansing. And back in the way way day, they used to do crazy mental spiritual endeavors. You know that you might be able to be creative and, and imagine what those ayahuasca. Would be. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of drugs of going on and a lot of religious experience, spiritual experiences. Um, and so when I took. I'd never heard of that. When I took Jesse Itzler's course last year, Build Your Life Resume, he talked about it and having the play on words of doing one big thing a year, one big challenge that you feel very uncomfortable with, you're scared of, uh, putting it on the calendar, and that's your day. So he's done, you know, 24-hour races. He's done, um, like, you know, marathons worth of paddle boarding, you know, all that type of stuff. I read this one article of him. He owns the Atlanta Hawks, and it was him and a couple Hawks players mm. did this thing where they spent the day in a, a lake, and they were care they were their whole thing was carrying this massive heavy boulder underwater. Mm. They'd go underwater and they'd run it back and run it forth, and they'd go up for a breath, and someone else would go. Ridiculous. So, anyways, this is our day of cleansing. So this we did the it. marathon two years ago. We did the World Championship Lake Tahoe last year, which we covered a lot on 15 the podcast. Miles. 15, so it's about half of this. So um, this is here our, we are. This is our day of cleansing, and it's a day to learn about yourself, you know? You don't know what you're like until you get, you know, four, five, six hours deep into a race, and you're, every part of you is screaming at you, and you right. want to just die. And four hours isn't even going to be close to half for this way. No. With this one. So, no, and it's been awesome. We've been training for this one for about four months. We decided to do this yeah. probably last December, last January, when yeah. you came out and stayed for a little bit. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, to your point, you don't really know what's deep down inside until you get to a spot where you can't. You got to quit, man. But you can't. You can't. And then you're... Mind quits before the body. Right. 100%. All day. All and day. that's like the Goggins, the 40% rule. Like, when you've gone to your limit, what you think is your limit, you've only gone 40%, really. you got so much more to give. And, and I so got... In the everyday experience, for me... Like when I'm at the gym and say you're doing a set of, you know, squats or lunges or you're in sales and you think you're tapped out for emails or whatever and it's like you could you could do so much more. And all times more. every day I I it, maybe not maybe no one else feels this way, but I come up against that resistance constantly. And sometimes I win and sometimes I lose. Mm -hmm. But it's a day where it's like you really got to open up your mind to what you can do and just say, whatever, no factor. We got to get it done. Got to go. And despite what my mother, despite what the old lady, <laughs> Kelly the Fox O'Connor says, despite what <laughs> your parents say, if I don't finish this race, I'm dead up in there. Coyotes eating my head off. Yes. All right. There's no way I'm not finishing this no race. Way. No way you're not finishing this no race. No way. Even if we're, we, we proposed a question yesterday, folks. <laughs> if we're throwing up blood, do we stop? We agreed that we do stop. I now think we keep going. <laughs> After today, I feel more comfortable throwing up blood. When and I, I, hope, uh, I hope our mothers are not listening to this episode. Mom, you can turn it off now. I'm sure it's not going to get any better. Um, but seriously, it's I, I mean, if I'm throwing up blood, that um, we'd have to take a break. We'll see. We're going to take, take a break. We'll take a break. Now, folks don't really realize that we had a great four-month training plan. Yep. Months one and two went well. We capped off the end of month two 
my birthday week and end of May. So we went April and May. Yep. Things were going swimmingly. Then yep. we were heading into June, which was peak training camp season for this mm-hmm. race. And Tommy had an issue. Tommy couldn't even walk for a week. And we thought this thing might be off. And we thought it was up. And I was actually looking through my journals from a couple months ago. Heavy. It was the week after we went out and, you know, tore up Chicago for your birthday. Shenanigans. It was two days after that where there was, you know, little sleep and shenanigans. And I come back and I work out one day. I tweak it a little bit. Work out the next day. Just threw out my back. And I, I, had, I had to take a month off from doing anything. He couldn't even go to work. He couldn't walk. He couldn't. No. He had to Uber home. Yeah. It was so bad. the fact that we're here, kind of feel great. Was in doubt a little bit. Very right. grateful. Yeah. So we. It's Friday afternoon. We got into Denver Thursday morning. Yep. Did some work. Drove the nine and a half hour drive to Aspen. <laughs> no, we. That's what it felt like. On the drive up, we had a traffic jam. Stop. Stopped in the Not middle. Not even stop of the and mountains. go. Stop. Just stop. I called out a prediction of a six-hour traffic jam. I was off by an hour and a half. Yeah, no. it was. It was. <laughs> it was a long trip, though. It's been awesome, though. We've been up here just kicking it, kicking and it. wanted to get on the line with you folks, share some knowledge, share some share thoughts, because it. it's deep conversations up here, which is Tahoe and I. Yeah, real deep. And everything. We're both kind of going through. We have our our day jobs, which are awesome. But we also have our side hustle. We were talking a lot about that. So. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's get Let's talk it. about wrestling changed my life. I think I've I've been sharing out on the interwebs a little bit. He just his ears perked up a little. He's got a little promo opportunity. <laughs> but I've been really impressed by the last especially the last few months of your content production. You've been taking classes on how to, you know, do different things with video and mm-hmm. you're you're trying to mm-hmm. learn more about, you know, up in your game. So like let's you know, for the people Last time you were on here, you I don't think you were doing the podcast, or you weren't doing it as heavily. As it was going. It hasn't been as heavily. I pr- last time I was on here, I, I had released six episodes. I was on last December, right? Last yeah. January, December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. we recorded it in December. Yeah. yeah, yeah, at your place. Yeah. So I had done like six episodes at that time. Yep. So, wrestling changed my life. Podcast about how the sport impacts wrestlers and kind of how it shapes their life and what they're doing now, right? How to change your life. Whoa, I mean, I've asked about 50 people that question. I've read yeah. asked myself. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it was my life for a long time. From yeah. five years old to 18, it's all I thought about, all I cared about. Loved wow. it. And then after that, my brother and I, Tanner, powerful T-Dub. T-Dub. We ran a, a wrestling club for five years called the Outlaw Wrestling Club, yep. where we coached. It was kind of like a off-season academy type club mm-hmm. where you know kids from all over would come. We did that for five years, so fast forward, now I'm 23, and then I got out of wrestling when I met you. I went into business, moved to San Francisco, yep. got out of it, still followed it, but it was tugging at me. Yep. And then when I moved back to Chicago last spring, knew I wanted to keep doing the podcast because we got this one going. Right. And started a wrestling podcast, started real slow at the beginning, kind of changed the name around, changed the direction, and then I had an epiphany yep. about last November. That should be called Wrestling Changed My Life. It's a great Came name. Came to me. Great name. And it's been going pretty good since then. A little slow in February and March because of starting a new job and I was busy, but we've been going hard. And hard. So the thesis, Three episodes this week, right? Last I recorded... Week? I mean, how many are we dropping or how many are we recording? I'm talking about dropping. You're probably recording. I've been dropping three now. a week for about a month. Yeah. And again, the whole thing is like exploring people's journey through the sport and then at the end, touching on how it changed your life. Cause it's kind of obvious how it changes most people's life. Right. Discipline, hard work, self-reflection. Right. Humility. Right. Um, 
those are some big ones. Problem solving. Right. You know, so that's more at the end, but it's really just getting to talk to these people who I've looked up to for a long time, who I've followed from that's afar. Awesome. And, you know, it's it's wrestlers, it's coaches, it's, I've been emailing Ashton Kutcher, right? So he wrestled. <laughs> so it's been awesome. Kutcher, we're coming for you, man. And uh, I got him in the, I got him on the freaking fishing line right yeah. now. He's swimming around like a little fish right now. <laughs> a little guppy. But, um... So what you're talking about though is so the main business of the podcast, yeah. But I'm also getting really into video editing, yeah. And I did about a week solid worth of using the iMovie app, but it's two JV. I'm getting the Movie Pro, yeah, this week. And I'm gonna go hard into that. And it's really just a media company about something I care about, wrestling. Yeah, podcast is the main staple. Peppering in videos, peppering in some cool images. So Photoshop will be down the road, and um, it's been awesome, man. Like, I can't wait to keep doing more interviews, and I can't wait to get the documentary going, man. So You got the documentary. You want to talk about that at all? Yeah. So yeah. I'm obsessed with 30 for 30, pod, 30 for 30 documentaries. Yeah. They also have a 30 for 30 podcast, right. which is re- one of the top top 10 sports podcasts. Really good. Have you listened to any? Uh, no, I actually don't it's think awesome. I Awesome. So think of this as a 30 for 30 sports podcast but for wrestling only yep so season one is a four-part documentary on dan gable just let me drop a couple tidbits on you give me as an athlete yep 1972 olympic gold medalist 1971 world champ first united states wrestler ever to win back-to-back world titles okay okay 71 world 72 olympics back-to-back yep wasn't scored on in either event okay and ha- and score is just like is if you take someone down to you any point if you get pushed out of bounds that's a point if you get it's it's never he never got a point against him in either of those two events right the in first the Olympics or the World Championship and the seventy one was in Bulgaria and seventy two was in the Munich Germany Olympics okay never got a point scored against him and this is at a time when the Soviet Union won every World Olympic Championship from nineteen sixty eight to nineteen ninety one wow every single one and so th- when he went to Bulgaria. They vowed to find. They loved him, but they vowed someone to find. They vowed to find someone who could beat him. And they never did. Wow. And so, but as a college athlete, he won. He went undefeated for six and a half years, from his sophomore year in high school to the end of his college career. He was 181 and zero, three-time state champ, two-time national champ, and he was going for his third national title because he couldn't wrestle freshman at the time. Loses his last match, so he finishes wow. 181 and one. Would Man. have been an all-time record. Is he alive? He's alive. Now you getting him up. In the podcast or in the it's in the works. I'm slow rolling it. Yeah, long game. Yeah. So that's as an athlete could have right. been legendary. Retired in '72. Then is he even ten times better coach than he was an athlete? Really takes over the Iowa Hawkeyes. Was an assistant for a couple years. Then became the head coach for 21 years. When he got there, University of Iowa wrestling never won a national title. In his 21 years there, they won 15. <laughs> that's they won crazy. Again, he was a coach for 21 years, 21 consecutive Big Ten championships, 15 national titles. Wow. Including nine in a row his first nine years. And then he was going for his 10th in 1987, which is an all-time record. Would have broke the record held by Yale golf team from the 30s. Loses to his alma mater, Iowa State. Wow. Then they go through a slump for four years, 88, 90, slump 91. Slump they win the Big Ten, but they... They won the Big Ten every year, got second, twice, sixth, and third. Yeah. And then they start... They won again in 92, and they won... They won every Nationals in the 90s except 91. Wow. And then the three years he wasn't there, it was still his class because he retired in 97. 98, 99, 2000, they still won. But what is it? 
What is it about him? You've talked to a lot of people that wrestled with him a and lot. against him and on his team. A lot. So what do you think are some of the things that made him so great? Obsessively dedicated. As yeah. a coach, obsessively dedicated. As an athlete, for example, he worked out three times a year, three times a day, seven days a week for three and a half consecutive years. Did not miss a single day. Three times a day. Seven days a week. Didn't miss a single day, dude. Wow. Actually, the day after he won his Olympic gold medal, he went and worked out with the Team U.S. Greco team for two hours and ran five miles. I love those stories. The He's day insane. after people do shit. Yeah. Absolutely insane. So, and like, for example, another example was work ethic. In 71, Bulgaria, they put Team USA in the 13th floor of the hotel and the, and the elevator was broke. And he couldn't be more excited about it because it means he got to work out more. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, because he had to go up the stairs? 13 flights. Oh. At the World <laughs> Championships in Bulgaria. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was he was legitimately excited about it. He loved it. He couldn't have been more excited. The Russians were like mystified by this guy because it's definitely overtraining. But so as a coach, he was just as dedicated. So for example, in the Iowa winters, it's gonna be very snowy. Yeah, he put a snowplow in the front of his van so he could pick guys up in the morning. It's snowplow the road and pick them up and get them to practice. His when he was a coach. Yeah, dude? when wow. he was a coach. Yeah, dude. so just extremely dedicated. All the wrestlers say. He was extremely tough, but he loved you, and he knew the guys really well. Very yep. John Wooden-like. Yeah. And he he just, everyone you talk to, like when you're around him, you just feel like you want to do better for him. Yeah. Like everyone loved the guy. They treat, really? they talk about him like a messiah. Really? You would think that if he's driving that much success that some people would probably see his obsessive nature as... You don't go to Iowa if that, that's the case. Here's an example. Yeah. There was a story in the early 90s where one of the first four-time state champs from Oklahoma ever... He was the highest recruit in the country. Gable, of course, recruited him. Oklahoma State recruited him. Gable goes to recruit him and goes, you know, what do you like to do? And the legend goes is that this four-time state champ said that he had other interests in wrestling, and Gable automatically goes back to his coaches and said he's not the right guy for us because wow. he has other interests than wrestling. Wow. And he was a four-time state champ, number one recruit in the country. And he just didn't go for him. No, he's like, he's not our guy because wow. he had other interests in wrestling. Wow. So he was obsessive. and That's to the max, man. The max. Who, who says they don't have anything else they care about at age 17? I know. And like nowadays, I don't think it would fly, but he was Good just all days. about scoring. And it's all about being your personal best. He just tried to get guys to be their absolute best and just scoring as many points as you could, just relentlessly attacking all yeah. the time. So he's a great guy, and that's what the documentary is on. And I have season two planned out, season three planned out. So it's going to be awesome. That's awesome. So going through a lot of things now, but wrapping up the final interviews and going to start editing and narrating. So hope oh, to have yeah. it done. Initially, I said mid-August. I hope it's going to be mid-August still. It's just a really? lot of work. Yeah, a lot to a lot put of, I have to edit nine interviews. Yeah, it's a lot. Pick out the clips, document what clips I want to pull out. That's going to take a little time. A ton of time, dude. So... That's that's what we've been doing though, man. It's been, nice. It's been fun. I'm getting after it, loving it. It's a lot of it's a lot of uh, work, but it's a lot of excitement. Yeah, I mean, it's just that it's that nature though of always kind of putting yourself out there and going for that next level, right? You've got obviously in the the business world trying to do that, in the you know creative media world doing that, in the fitness world trying to do that, and like mm -hmm. always trying to find that next gear. You know, there's something about that where you're you're putting yourself out there. I mean, documentary, I never even heard of a podcast documentary. Mm -hmm. So putting that together, that's just, you're testing the limits. Well, I love history. And yeah. I stumbled upon a, a great podcast called The Explorers Podcast. Yeah. Which, <laughs> it must be pretty popular because Allstate's a sponsor. Right. So, but it's just this guy, history Shout teacher. Allstate. Shout out to Allstate. 
I should State Farm because it's a good neighbor. Mm. Stuck in my head. But I went on this tangent of Lewis and Clark this summer. Yeah. And this Explorers podcast put out an eight-part series on it. And at first, it was just it's just this one guy talking. He's a historian, just talks, and it's awesome. No music, no effects, nothing. So at first, I'm like, listen, I'm just going to do that about Gable because I know him really well. But then I started thinking, man, I need to interview all these people to get their take on it. Right. Do so it right. I did. Really do it right. Right. And so I've interviewed a lot, read <clears throat> so much, and... I'm like, man, I should put it together and put their clips in, like a 30 for 30 podcast. Because I always mm. love documentaries. So right. that's what it's going to be. And the first one's probably going to suck. And like the audio's going <laughs> to be all over the place. But you got to get better. You got to learn somewhere. Yeah. Put it out there. I know. So that's the power of putting yourself on the deadline, putting it out there that you're doing it and making it happen. Right. Everyone knows. I was interviewing this guy this morning who was a silver medalist in the 1964 Olympics. Not 60, 64. Knows Russell with Gable. Because you got to get interviews from all different time periods, right? right? So some of these guys are freaking old. Right. Like 80, you know? <laughs> and I was telling him how I was trying to get a, a movie star who had wrestled to narrate. He's like, dude, don't worry about that. Like, no one cares about that. Just get it out there. Get it done. That's and cool. I'm like, that's sage advice from this guy. That's cool. You know? And so I don't think I'm going to have someone there. I think I'm going to narrate it now. And you have such a great community of the wrestling community is unique uh, from what I can see. It's Not thick. that I've ever wrestled that like... You could send that out, and everyone's going to check that out. I hope so. And, like, they don't care if Ashton Kutcher's in it. The interviewer, no. Yeah, you don't. they don't give a shit. They just want to hear about the greatest wrestler and, and wrestling coach. coach of all time. I wouldn't say the greatest wrestler, but I would say the greatest coach of all time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, exactly. So, I'm just, and it, it just kind of stuck with me. And, and I, I interviewed the guy not for advice on how to produce it. Right, but he gave it to you anyway. Gave it to me. And this guy's... You think we're pushing ourselves? Those guys, Olympians, they push themselves for years, 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 and, whole years life. and years and years. The life. So they know about pushing themselves and getting to the next level. So I think it just comes down to all of us, me, you, anyone listening, they just want to make sure that they live a purposeful life, that yeah. they're getting the best out of themselves. Whatever yeah. the best is. Like, right. Cool. And everyone's got that different level of what their best is, you know, and, and trying to do it. I think it's personally, I think it's important to do it on multiple levels too. Could be like, the best mom, the best right, dad. Right. Who cares? Right. But I think it's cool. I think it's cool when people, I see people do it on more than one level. Like if you say you're a full-time dad or mom, you know, but then you also trying to push it in your fitness and you start running a 5k right. or a half marathon or you're the, you know, you're a hardworking salesperson and then you go put out a podcast. Right. Like I think that like that type of stuff is cool. I'm drawn to people that want to push it like that and yeah. like want to show you know dig out their maximum potential no question i think it's funny you broke it down like that like be the best dad but also you're not in shape or right. you have but like to me it's like yeah i don't think you can be at your best unless the foundation's in place and the foundation to me is very simple it's mm-hmm. sleep hydration yep. working out hard at least five days a week mm-hmm. like if you're sleeping you're super hydrated you're working out real hard Okay, that is it's your foundation. Yep. And then that's your body foundation. I would say, yeah. There's Where's the mental? Well, the right. mental is working out and meditating. You don't have right. to meditate, but most people, 80% Some, of people do. Something mindful. I'd say meditation. I could. I would throw prayer, prayer in there. I would throw, yeah. Tim Ferriss says that like, like yeah. 70% of the people he interviewed meditate, and they're yeah. extremely successful. So if you have the foundation of the body, foundation of the mind, then you can operate freely. Yeah. I... um. I rewrote a piece um, earlier this morning. I wrote um, talking about John Wooden mm-hmm. being the 
you know, the greatest, one of the greatest sports coaches of all time, definitely the greatest college basketball coach of all time, won 10 out of 12 national championships at UCLA, uh, I think seven in a row, Coach Kareem and Bill Walton, and you know, his whole thing was like, the little things are the big things. They spent the whole first practice putting on their socks, yep. because, you know, to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like, why the hell is this guy put teach me Number to put on socks? Number one high school player in the country. Yeah, yeah. But, for, but for John Wooden... If you don't put the sock on the right way, you get a crease. A crease could lead to a blister. A blister could lead to you missing a game. You miss a game, you, yeah, we you could not make it through the tournament. Yeah. Miss a practice, yeah. miss a game, right. you know, uh, not make it to the tournament. We didn't. We did not prepare our best for the whole season. Right. So it's about like the little things being are the big things. So it's like if you do the fundamentals well in life, it's like you sleep, you get your water, you eat like whole foods, you know, like. Whatever diet you choose, like you're not eating Cheetos all day. Right. You get your workouts in. You read. You communicate with other people. You spend time with your loved ones and your family. You don't put yourself in a cave all the time. Right. You do relationships mindfulness. Have to have relationships. Yeah, and that's something that I've had to learn more and more because I've got you know this inner pit in my stomach of like fuck, man, I want to be great and I want to make money and I want to have an impact on the world and that's why. You know, we're doing these podcasts. It's like I want to. It feels good when people get value out of it, and I want to, you know, be able to do that. And so sometimes it's like, am I gonna hang out with this person, or you know, go out to dinner, or am I gonna stay in and like, you know, edit this podcast? That is sometimes you gotta you gotta dedicate it, but sometimes it's like, well, you can't be you can't do it alone. It's a fine line. I think that's one area where if I look at. When we were living together, we didn't yeah. do a very... Well, we were best friends, so we had our own friendship. But, like, relationships with three tiers to me. Yeah. Family yeah. have to be close. Got it. Your lady have to be close. Yeah. Or guy. Whatever, yeah. And your friends. Yeah. And you can't neglect any of the three. Yeah. Like, Joe Rogan seems to be one of the happiest people... Most at-peace people we have heard of, don't know him. Lots of friends, right? Yeah, true. But then Gary V also seems very at-peace. And he didn't seem like he had... Maybe he did have a lot of friends in like his twenties when he was working, but you don't hear a lot about that. So right. that's an area I focused on more lately is the fr- friendship relationship and with the lady, making yeah. sure that's good. That has to be a priority, yeah. If if not the top priority, so it's tough. It, but it's tough because there's only so many hours in a week. So mm-hmm. we're talking about all right. I'm going to sleep eight hours a night, and then I'm going to work out, and I'm going to read, and I'm going to meditate, and I'm going to go to work, and I'm going to hang out with people, and I'm I'm going to be good at stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like. For me, I always tend to view it as like there's different seasons, you know, for like the last like two months, it's been go time for this race. And like, I got to spend time like, especially once I got hurt, like stretching out and doing all the stuff and training and eating right and, you know, not drinking and that type of stuff. Then after the race, it's like, I still want to work out, but I'm going to put some more time into other things. Mm -hmm. And there's times where it's, you know, work, you have a busy work week, work month. You got a deadline to hit. You got numbers to hit. Yep. Podcasts. Like you, you're ramping up on that right now. So like you, the last few, you know, month, three a week. So you can't do three a week. You, I mean, you could, could. You, you could, but doing three a week forever might not happen. You right. might be putting your time otherwise. So it's right. like, you got to kind of go with the season. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I like that. And it's more about the batching concept. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean it's about time management's everything, yeah. and like just doing the three. I like the the idea of the 
top three most important things for the day. Yeah. And if you do them, it's a past day. If not, it's a fill day. I like that a lot. I yeah. got that from you, and I've used that ever since. So it's just what, and I think the tough thing for people our age too, and most of the listeners, although I got, you know, we've got some older listeners. Shout out to all you guys. But, Shout out. But for the people that are in their twenties or early thirties, like we are, um, it's easy to see to not see the full horizon to want to put in all this effort and say, man, I want to make this podcast so great because I need it to be now. I need to be Joe Rogan now. Mm -hmm. But we were just talking about this earlier today. People don't know that Joe Rogan sucked at stand-up for 12 years and had a few failing TV shows that he got kicked off of and then was on Fear Factor and then did this and that. And now he's got the best podcast in the world. Or insert famous celebrity, famous actor, famous athlete, business person, whatever. Like, they don't just make it. You got everyone, you know, the most famous quote is like, yeah, it, was a, it took me 18 years or however many years to be an overnight success because mm-hmm. no one knows you I love and that. they don't know all that hard work. I think Lionel Messi said that. Ooh, okay. A little soccer for you. I didn't Football. know that. Mm-hmm. Argentina. Mm. Mm. Nice. Okay. Okay. So I like that kind of stuff. I also want to know. What do you? Let's go back to the race for a little bit. I was gonna say we should get let's we go should back get into the race specifics because we're gonna do a po- we're gonna do a post race podcast Sunday, and God only knows, and we're gonna give it to you real and raw. We will not be feeling good. No, but we're we're gonna. I don't know if we're gonna do it in the morning. We gotta drive. I, I hope, hope to be. Do I hope we do it at the hotel. Evening. Maybe in the morning. I hope to be intoxicated though. Yeah, and I drove should, here. I've never done a podcast intoxicated. Oh, it's the best. Have I? I like cracking. I mean, we had a couple beers before with Booth. Yeah, I mean, people. not hammered. Episode but one with Rich Stone. Powerful. Shout out. Dude, it was funny redoing one with him, doing a new one, and then thinking back to like, like dude, remember when you and Warner showed up to my apartment with a six-pack of grapefruit sculpins? How nervous and like, were we? We were just so nervous. I mean, Listen pretty to that. decent content, but the audio quality is terrible. The, Listen to that was cringeful, dude. Yeah. Cringeful. Yeah. So... That's our so it's Friday Friday night, Friday afternoon, race Saturday. We're flying out Monday, and so Sunday it's just recovery. And luckily, old Papa here drove here, so that means Tommy's driving back. <laughs> we'll see. We'll so see. I'll be. We'll see. I'm hoping to be ten Bud Lights deep from the passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you most um, what are you most nervous for about tomorrow? It's a good question. Um, and so, if so, why? I think. I think the first thing I think of when you say that is um, is the altitude. And I know we said we weren't going to talk about it, but we got to talk about it with the people. And really the only reason for that is that it just – not only have I never ran in this altitude, I've never been in this altitude. Mm. I've never been to Colorado. I've Me never either. been to the mountains. First like time. People. Love it. So Love I it. know generally how my body responds to the different obstacles. I know, me personally – I'm going to be pretty good on a lot of the hills. I'm going to be pretty good at some of the obstacles. I'm going to fail some of them. I'm, and you're going to do really well on the obstacles. And I'm going to do some extra burpees. And you know, I feel prepared generally. like I feel like we worked out mentally. I feel prepared. We got a lot of – I want to get into the race day prep of the food and, and mm-hmm. drink and stuff. But for me, the one thing that we didn't really prepare for is and don't have much of a sense of is the altitude. Hard and to. um it's just one of those things that if you get behind on it, like that guy was saying today earlier, is like if you get sick, it's just tough to cut. It you can't come back from it. You got to like really hit it in the front. Right. So that's the only thing. No, I um, that's because it's something where out of the control. So you right. really 
I mean, what can you do about it? But it's like, I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be super, super challenging or I'm going to want to quit a little bit. Yeah. Although, I don't know if that's true because I never thought about quitting in the marathon. I never even thought about quitting when I did the South Carolina one or when I did the 15-mile one in Tahoe last year. So I never thought about quitting and I don't, not even thinking about it, but I just know it's going to be real hard. I never thought about quitting in any race except for the World Championship Tahoe when we did the swim. Knocked the life out of me. I was shivering. I had no color in my face. I felt terrible. I didn't feel like, I did not feel like quitting, but I, but I felt like, man, if I don't get lower, if I don't get some more air in me soon, there could be a problem. I legitimately thought that there could be a health problem. So, folks, let me tell you about your host <laughs> of the podcast here. This poor little pup. We're at the. It's end of September in Tahoe. We're at the top of whatever that resort is where they have the Winter Olympics. What's it called? Just keep. I forget. Forget. I will remember it in like ten minutes. We're at the top of this thing. Winds f- must have been forty miles an hour. Freezing cold, and you have to get in this body of water. Forty degrees. You have to swim call it 200 yards yep. and get out of course there's nothing to dry you off no. you're still soaking wet and you got to keep racing so we get in the water tommy's first i think i'm like third you had richard going in second maybe yep. noonan i don't know anyway all all four of us tommy goes in first out to a commanding lead on the swim mm. submerge in 40 degree water it's miserable miserable man. and i don't think you can describe how much it takes your breath away you the second you jump in it's just like it's as if you're it's as if oh, there's a balloon hard. with air and it just like you just squeeze it all out. Like I was cold showering for like a month before this, thinking I'd be somewhat ready. I wasn't yeah. even close to ready. I've been cold showering, I know that's not gonna do anything. Though. So Tommy's out to a commanding lead. We round the bill, you're coming back. Tom slows down a little bit. Yeah. He's the last one out of the water. Gets out. I never seen quite the look on his face before. I was panicking, man. Panicking I a little bit. Because generally he's better at the running things than me, so I thought I'd be following him. And I was. It was a it was a hard race, but Tommy pulled through. Had a couple tough obstacles, pulls yeah. through. But I just know that if there's not a, a cold swim in it like there was there, I'm not as nervous about it. No. about these races. No, I'm just not. You know, because I, I, that's the worst of me is submerging myself in a fucking pool of water. Right. And well, there's swim. a dunk. Maybe there's a dunk two. at the end. No, there's only one. Are you sure? We talked to that guy. Yeah, he's. And that's it. just one opinion. But yeah, so. I'm not. I'm not. Ner- Actually, now that we're talking about this, I'm not as nervous because I know it's going to be hard. But I'm. I'm doing this to get to that place where I can push through. Right. And then, like, it's kind of hard to describe. After like mile seven, you kind of get into a zen place. Yeah. And then, like, I'm thinking like mile twenty-one through twenty-four is going to be hard. And then you kind of get to another zen place where at the end, all you thought about first of all, how long do you spend twelve hours consistently breathing very purposefully? Like, I have a very specific cadence when I run. I breathe in for three, out for four. Yeah. I'm doing that for 12 hours. I'm not looking at my phone for 12 hours. I'm outside for 12 hours, and I'm moving for 12 hours? Yeah. Impossible. And And you're just in your body, and you're just moving, and you're drinking water. It's going to feel so good. I get excited talking. I'm getting excited to go. Let's do it right now. It brings you back to the days of the the caveman, you know, where you're just, you're one with your body. You're one with nature. I don't care about my Instagram post that day. I don't care about the sales deal I'm working on. I don't care about the stress and a friendship or a relationship. It's just right. It's just you and me and the mountain and us just making it through. And there are going to be times in it where it's like, you don't. It's not that you want to quit, but there's times you're like, fuck, man. Like this my sucks. my knees hurt, my back hurts. Like I can't breathe. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. Like 
you know, all this different stuff. Yeah. You got and barbed wire on your back. Like, it's just like, and you, you just, you got to get through it. Got to get through it. And because we've been so prepared for this race, we've drank more water in the past few days than you can imagine. I got to pee. So I'm yeah. going to take a little break. Hold on. Keep it going. I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. So we're going to keep it live here because I told him I wasn't going to do any editing and I don't want to edit anything tonight. So um, I'll do a shameless plug. You can follow. I've been doing pretty much a live feed going on on at Tommy Tahoe on Instagram, at Tommy Tahoe on Twitter. Um, like he said, we've been just going hard on the on the hydration. Um, I, I think... It's no, it's no joke. I got one of these Yetis that's, what, like 16 ounces, 24 ounces. I filled this thing up probably 10, 12 times today. Um, so water's coming out of my ears at this point. So I'm excited. Um, so feel free again. Hey, maybe you take this opportunity while, while Ryan's peeing to go over and, uh, and give this little five-star review on iTunes. I, could, I would appreciate that. And he's, Folks, he's back. put your phone down. Actually, pick your phone up. Unlock the fucking screen. <laughs> Go to the podcast app. Put in Millennial Momentum. Tap the five stars. It takes two seconds. Two seconds. You would think Tom... Let me choose my words carefully here because we're not editing. He gets a new review. You think... Just... He gets excited. so excited. I get excited. He's jumping around. Like <laughs> There's so many analogies I want to use, but I can't because I've been, I've been censored on this, folks. Yes. Tommy censored me before this very specifically. And yeah. He's getting nervous just me talking yeah, about I'm being sweating right through now. my hands right He's now. Sweating right now. So let's talk about the prep. Let's talk about here's what the, we're uh, uh, the food, the drink. I think that's an interesting topic. So humble brag, I've done one of these before. Yeah, it's true. By myself, like a fucking savage. That's what we talked about in the last episode. Truth. That's yeah. right. So you all know that. Um, and for those of you who are tuning in for the first one, Tommy and I started this thing together. It used to be called TR Talk. I moved. He changes the name. He does about 100 gazillion without me, and he's killing it. So here we are. I'm a guest on my own podcast. It's not my podcast. It hasn't been my podcast in a year and a half. Okay. So here's the plan. Race starts at 645, and our minds it starts at 630, because we yep. want to be in the early. We're going to try and get there early. Yeah, we're going to. Let's say 630. Yep. So, folks, rule number one that we've discovered through our own research of doing these ultra distance races is you want to eat about three hours before the race yep you don't want to drink any water from about an hour out because of the pee but i don't think that's important here because i don't care if we stop and use the restroom yeah i'm stopping a lot yeah, yeah okay that's i'll move past that so we're waking up about 345 330 see he's a little i don't know i got bags in her mouth. i, I don't, i'm not waking <laughs> up that early all right 15 minutes is we're f we're pulling hairs here all so right, keep it going we're waking up early we're going to have a breakfast, and my breakfast is going to be two peanut butter, banana, whole grain sandwiches, which I learned from honey. honey. So it's bread, peanut butter, banana, honey, and some regular butter. And I learned from Kelly's aunt last weekend that that was Elvis's favorite sandwich. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I had no it's idea. It's a great sandwich. Great sandwich. I actually yeah. got it from Ritual. I tweaked it a little bit. Yeah. Shout out so to I'm having, Ritual. I'm going to wake up. At 4 o'clock, I'll be consuming a big drink of electrolyte drink, yep. two sandwiches, some oatmeal, a little bit of coffee, not much, yep. shower, meditate, journal, stretch. 4.30, I am complete, or 4.45, I'm completely dressed. 5 o'clock, we're out the door. Out the door. We take our drop bag because, folks, we're doing two laps. The first lap, 17 miles. The second lap is 13 miles. Yep. And at the halfway point, you get a drop bag. So we got to make sure our drop bag is properly supplied. Yep. We're going to be packing that up tonight. 
Yep. So aside the, for the food. So you got a camelback that you're wearing during the race that's got you know two liters of water with hydration in it. You got you're supposed to eat every forty five minutes to an hour. Because think about this. Think about how often during the day, in a twelve hour day that you eat, you probably eat three or four times. Right? I mean seven to seven, say. People have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack. Alright. You're doing nothing. You're sitting at a desk. We are climbing a mountain that whole time. So in order to keep that up, you got to eat every 45 minutes to an hour. So we got we got a full uh, cabinet here, or a full table here. We're going to post out some pictures of Lore it. bars, cliff bars, goo energies, uh, some hydration, tailwind, noon. Uh, we got sandwiches. I'm going to go PB&J, old style. Might might mix in one of your sandwiches. Respect. Uh, what else we got? Anything else? Um... Almonds. Bananas, almonds. Bananas. We got enough bananas to feed a zoo right here. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> now, we're having a little bit of a team debate here on on this. Tommy wants to know every hour, when it's been an hour so we can eat every hour. Right. Versus, I want to just get lost in the race and don't worry about some when you unit eat. of time when I feel like it. Because I know my body. It's not good because you're not going to want to go every- myself, though, to eat. Because I don't want to know when it's been an hour. And the tension's picking up in the room here, folks. <laughs> well, you want to do it at a certain mileage? That's hard to do, too, because there's... Because it's not accurate, because sometimes there's a lot of obstacles front-loaded. Right. Sometimes there's not. So, and in case we haven't mentioned it, we're doing 30 miles, 65 yeah, 30, obstacles. 30 miles, people. Sip on that while you're at your little... Oh, yeah, your barbecue on Saturday. Saturday. Doing there, huh? And also keep in mind that, through wrestling, I know this, if you did nothing all day... You burn about 2,000 calories. You'll lose about three pounds a day. If you don't eat and drink for a 24-hour period, you'll lose that. Yep. Just naturally. So how much calories are we burning tomorrow? I'm saying a lot. So we got to be yeah. on our game. That's and why we've been eating a lot the whole week, a lot of carbs. This is what's fun about this. This is problem solving. This is, as Joe Rogan calls Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, human chess. Actually, he calls UFC. Human chess with dire consequences. Now, human problem solving with dire consequences. Wow, that's interesting. I've never heard him say that. Yeah. And there's a great UFC in tomorrow, which we will be watching. What do you call this? This is not human chess because someone's not trying to knock you cold. And it's not dire consequences. It's almost like that, though. It, dire is because someone's trying to knock you cold. Someone could die. For this sure. Race. This is this is a little bit of... This is, reminds me more of what he says about yoga. Yoga is jiu-jitsu you do with yourself yeah so this uh, is I, which is true yeah so this is more like this is problem solving because we have to factor in 12 hours of food how are we going to get it what's in the drop bag so it's it's a lot of problem solving and it's just about who can suffer the longest Suffer. that's all it is man yeah because we're not going to be running the whole time no you yeah, the running the flats are going to be running though yeah but we'll need to we'll need to because we, we, we don't want to be out there too long but so it's exciting because, and I'm kind of rambling here, but just exciting because of all the problem solving, like the just yeah. the logistical piece of it. Like I'd right. like to do a multi-day race some point to do wow. that because it'd be yeah. fun to plan that out. Remember that race it'd we be talked? We'll do a multi-day relay race. Right. Remember that the one we were cool. talking about with where you're in Tahoe and you're in a tent, and like you have a team it doesn't yeah, have to yeah. be a tent. There's like. A th- Everyone does, is it like, there's a 3, a 5, a 10, a 15, a 20? Yeah. Do you remember that? Like that? Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah, talking about that? I forget. But you do that like multiple, yeah, you, everyone's got their own shit. But you know, but the sick thing about 
people like us or people who want to push themselves. And it could be pushing yourself to read a thousand books a day, whatever it is. People who are really driven, they don't get as excited for things that are less hard than what they've done already. Right. Like I, I would get excited for a marathon and I would get excited for a Spartan beast, 15 miler. I would. Cause marathon, like I would love to do like Boston. That'd be sick. I'd do another marathon with you. That would be sick. Maybe we should do a marathon next year. That'd be cool. I'd love to do Boston. Marathon. You gotta qualify. Yeah, you do. You can do a you could do a raising money situation. Okay, Maybe I'd rather do one scenic, money. but I, I'm with you too. But though. that is the most famous one in the world. It's a little dangerous. I don't get blown up, dog. I'm just saying that's my th- number one thought comes to mind. I know, but it could happen just as easily. In any I'd rather other run city. a marathon in Hawaii. Yeah, but nice. Boston's cool for you. It's symbolic. It's symbolic. I like that. I like. Would you rather do a trail marathon? Do they even have those? Sure, they do. That would be fun. That'd be fun. Because, folks, I'm a sicko. And me, Tommy Lamo, and our other boy, Colin Akers, shout out to the Aussie. He's Mate. just, he's half naked running around the beach like an absolute Indian right now <laughs> with this with his lady. Just living the dream. Holding back a lot of words right now. What are you even saying in this podcast? I'm saying this. Stop to censor you. It's tough to censor me because my true thoughts are coming out. But what I'm saying is this. We've talked about doing a 50-mile race after this. Right. But what you're saying now is a marathon could get exciting. I think so. I think so. In the right location. Right. I wouldn't just do the Toledo, Ohio marathon. But I would do Boston Marathon. I would do one in Hawaii. I would do one in another country. I'm just trying to get out that I'm a little nervous that the four or five days after this, I'm going to have that post-race lull. Because if you don't have something planned, it gets a little nerve-wracking. Yeah. But I also have so much going on in my life with other things, I feel not as nervous about it. I feel less nervous than I ever have about that because this one has been, this one has really like been a big, a big, uh, you know, kind of rise to the race. Yeah. You know, like it's been just daunting the whole year just thinking about it. And what we're talking about, folks, is like after, and I'm not making this up, this is fact, like the Olympic blues. Yeah. After you do a big event and you're kind of like, what's next? You don't have something planned. It can be a little little bit of depression sets in. Right. And it happened to me, the marathon, the worst. Yeah. After the Tahoe one last year, I said, We didn't know what we were going to do. Like a that. week later, so I wasn't <clears throat> fine, but I'm less nervous this time around for it. Yeah. And it sounds crazy to think that I'm more nervous about the feeling afterwards than I am the race. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm nervous for just the pain afterwards. Once the, once the adrenaline runs off and, like, you know, Sunday, it's just like, so what are you looking forward to in the next couple of months, leading from now to Christmas? Moving forward to that's a good question. A few things. So um, I've got some fun. I got a fun August ahead of me. Gonna see our man Joe Rogan live. Gonna see my favorite band of all time, the Rolling Stones, live. Going to Japan with Julia. Uh, all in the next month. So it's kind of a crazy month. And then after that, you know, really I've been. I've I've written about this and I I'm gonna do a full podcast about it and I've been trying to cope you know twist your arm into the artist's way and no God, twist in that I'm in that there. book and I've been doing a twelve week course with that at the same time as this training so I'm in week nine now so it's like at the same time that that's been taking a lot of time and mental energy to to do that so I'm excited to produce more content I've got some things on the on the content train I'm not quite willing to talk about yet but I'm I'm getting ready for an end of year little surprise, a little fall celebration with the people. Um, so really, those two things are going to be top of mind for me post-race. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you? You got the, I mean, your podcast. I mean, running. just full steam ahead with the podcast. Running. Being a master in video. Yeah. Got a, Getting 
I'm focusing on a couple. I've laid out some projects for the podcast. Yeah. Project one is called the Media Foundation, and it's real basic. Improve the audio quality of the podcast. Yep. Improve the website. Learn how to make videos that look somewhat professional. Yep. Foundation. Number two is... What is number two? I think that's Photoshop, mastering Photoshop. Yeah. Because Instagram's also pictures. Right. Ma- number three is the uh, including merchandise on the website. Thinking mm. about that. Yeah. And then number four is ads, like buying ads. So right. those are like the four kind of pillars I'm looking at, the progression. But, yeah. you know, it's it's part of it. But in terms of what I'm excited for, just freaking keeping going, man. Keeping, putting out more content, getting yep. better, improving the content. Right. That's basically it. Yeah. I just want... When I Big make year. something, I just want it to be like really cool stuff that people in the wrestling world like. Right. Like, that's the coolest shit they've seen. Right. I don't really care. I'm not trying to always drive them to something. Right. I'm just going to make a video. I think it's badass and I hope, I hope they, they like, like it. it. Right. And the good things come from that. Right. Right. When you're not always trying to push them to the next thing, you're just adding value. Right. Right. It's, that's exactly what we're that. doing here. I mean, we're not fucking, we're not, we got nothing to sell you. We got nothing to give you. No. We're just talking here and we hope that. Hey, maybe someone that's listening here on Saturday morning is going to get in a good three-mile run. Mm-hmm. And they're listening to this. God bless you. Maybe mm-hmm. they're going to fucking get after it and do a little reading. Maybe they're going to do a little of their own you know, podcast or whatever their side hustle is. They're maybe I wish they're everyone would start something. a podcast. I'm trying to get my cousin to start one with me on history. We might do one together. but That'd be cool. Now, I'm going to ask Tommy three rapid-fire questions. Okay. Hit me. Favorite all-time book? Um, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Changed my life. Favorite YouTube video? Um, I'm the one, C.T. Fletcher. Not Rick Pitino? No. Okay. I didn't prepare this ahead of time. I just thought of this <laughs> mid-conversation. Hit me. Third question is, favorite memory in the last three years? <laughs> uh, hands down, the... The best day of my life was when we ran the marathon. There's no doubt about it. Love it. Uh, it was a pretty significant... It was a significant day for a lot of things, I think. How so? And, um, you know, one... Sister just was on the Just ver- on the very surface level was the running part. Because I... Going into the training, I'd never run more than six miles before. So, like, it was not like... We weren't cross-country guys. We weren't Fuck track no. guys. Um, so, doing that was, in itself... I think something that I never thought I'd... Not that I didn't think I could ever do it. I never thought I would do it. If you ask me, like, in college, would you ever run a marathon? Hell no. Fuck no. So, that on the surface level, there's that. On the next level, there's, like, shit, man. You know, like, me and you, we were, like... That was when we really started... You started moving in when we started training. Or not that long before. When About we two started training, before. When we started training, we got really tight. And we were getting into the... It was at the same time we were doing a lot of the podcast stuff. And at the same time, my sister's there. We didn't even have the podcast. We started training for that in June. Yeah. Together. Did the we podcast ran every in August, morning. I think, right? August. We ran together every, every Tuesday, yeah. Thursday, and Saturday morning. Yeah. Like clockwork. It was awesome. It was awesome. So that whole thing was just cool on a friendship level. On another level, it was my sister being part of it and like her being part of the crew, but also like... We were saying this earlier, being friends with your sibling when you're an adult is just a cool thing. You live really close to your brother. Best friends of my brother. And um, it's just cool. It's just cool to hang out with them, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's cool that you're not in the same situation as when you grew up and you're in the same room or rooms next to each other and 
you got all the dramas from high school. It's like you're you're full people now, and you know you're doing your thing, and they're doing theirs, and it's just cool to spend time together. And then on the farthest level, it was with Julia. She came. She left her house. She didn't even tell me she was coming. She came at three a.m. Left her house, drove up to Tahoe, and then just met us like mile five. Just had signs. I remember that. I'm like, what the hell? She had just signs. And we had a great time. And then um, great time. And and the that best. was actually the first time that I dropped the L bomb that day. No shit. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Heavy. So that was just in that whole day, the whole weekend. I mean, the day or two before when we were in Tahoe was fun. Me you and my sister. Then that day, the race itself was awesome. After the race, we're all hanging. We're having cheeseburgers. We're having a couple beers. Emily ate three cheeseburgers in 30 minutes, swiped 100 bucks from you. They were all feeling so good. I was... You felt terrible that day. That's why I wanted to run another one, because I didn't get to feel the post-race high. I was so sick. I was throwing up. Couldn't throw up. Yeah, it was... It was bad. Yeah. Really bad. I felt so shitty. Which I'm nervous about. I'm not so nervous about that happening during the race, but I hope that doesn't happen post-race tomorrow. I know. That's the worst is like... Well, I know what caused it. Yeah, you were having all the goos and you had the excedrins. For and about five and a half hours, all I had was about six goos and three or four excedrins. It, man, it's we don't we don't still don't know nearly enough as as much as Rich Roll or someone like that. But looking at this cabinet compared to what we had for Tahoe, we just had goos. How much more prepared are we? Feel a lot more prepared. A lot which more is good. prepared. That's it gives you that's John Wood. It gives you peace of mind going into the race that you don't know what's going to happen. Anything could happen on that race. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, an injury could happen or right. fucking lightning could strike. But we, we've we prepared quite a bit. No question. No question. Oh, I mean, I'm excited for it. Can't wait, man. Can't what wait. thoughts do you have as we sign off here? Uh, the only other thoughts I've got, man, are just, um, I mean, I've, I feel a, a calm even after talking about this. I feel like we're talking about it more calmly than we did the last few days. I feel days very calm. I feel so excited. I feel very zen. I feel at ease. If could start now and I'd be good about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll be back in a couple days with, with another episode and, and to talk about it. And I'm going to write a very full-length description of the whole experience and what's going through in our heads and Literally our a day and a half. That's um, it. We'll be back in a day and a half. Yeah, we'll be back very soon. But in the meantime, you know, I, I really would strongly encourage people to check out or just think about Something they could put on the calendar for the next, sometime in the next five months. Let's make it simple. Pick simple. a run. Just do a half marathon. Anyone listening, marathon. I don't care however weight you are, in four months' time, let's say you're obese, four months' time you could run a half marathon. If you're not obese, you're just overweight, or not even overweight at all, you could run a half marathon in two months. I swear to God by it. I'm I agree. 100% convinced. You just got to do the, it's just, you got to get out there and you got a couple miles a week and you get there and that's the hardest part. It's not the race. It's, it's committing yourself to doing that a couple times a week. Here's our training Eating plan. healthier. Tuesday, Thursday morning, you run low mileage. Saturday, you run a long one. Now for you, that could be a half mile Tuesday, Thursday, and then a three mile run on Saturday. If you do that, you change your life. Change your life. I swear to God. And, um, that's the thing. That's what I think. If you put something on the calendar like that. Man, that can change. It can quite literally change the trajectory of your life. Make it fun. Have a friend. Make a little bet with people. Say, hey, I bet you 100 bucks I could do it. Make it fun. Give yourself a reward after you do it on your, your first few training practices. Say, hey, if I go out there and I do a practice, I'm going to buy myself a coffee today versus get the shitty one at the office or whatever that thing is that might get you there. Especially if you live in the Midwest, like where I'm from. Yeah. It's, it's amazing right now, but we know what's coming. 
The winter. The long night. And make it fun. Plan a race in January in San mm. Diego. Yeah. What? How awesome is that? I, awesome. I firmly believe you've got to make a trip out of it, an experience out of it. Yeah. It's fun to do these four or five days. We've never done five days, but three, four days, whatever it is. Yeah. Get out there with your buddy. Get and it just have fun with it. Yeah. So Couldn't agree more. If you need help with training plans, shoot us a note. Yeah. And I'll, we'll, I actually I'll, designed one for uh, I'll draft one up for a you. good friend of mine, yeah. uh, Mikey. Yeah. Shout out to Mikey. Shout out Mikey. Powerful Mikey. Yeah, man. He's doing his Spartan in uh, late August. Which, I drew which, something up. Which level? Uh, the 11th, the second one. The 7 the to spri- 10. Uh, the, the Not the sprint. Super. The super. So I drew up a plan for him. Been following like clockwork, and he likes the motivation. He's a great guy. Love it. He's a great guy. Look, um, Mike, you should be listening to this Shout episode. out to Colette, too. It's his girlfriend. How many shout-outs are we giving? A lot. A lot of shout-outs. Shout-out to Mama J. Yep. Shout-out to T-Dub. Yep. We've already given shout-outs to the ladies. Yep. Shout-out to your sister. Yep. And your pops and your mom. Yep. Done. All, all of them. Signing off. Shout-out so, to Joe Rogan. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, hey. Hell, yeah. Shout-out to Joe Decina putting us through this. Spartan founder. On that, on that, Aru, we're gonna call it off. We'll be talking to you in a few days. It's Pesto Mania. Ah, uh,